Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics. Sometimes I watch them. You're listening to a super special bonus episode of Cameron Reads Comics. My friend Jesse and I are going through every episode of Disney Plus's Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we are talking about our favorite parts. If you have any questions, make sure you submit them to us by Sunday night, and we'll make sure to answer them on air. Just a warning, there are going to be full and complete spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 3. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram accounts, as well as clobber that like and subscribe buttons, and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, let's get into the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode number three. Okay, so welcome back, Jesse, to the Camera Reads Comics podcast. But this isn't even the Camera Reads Comics podcast. This is our Falcon and Winter Soldier review. I'm so happy to be here. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the show? We are at our halfway point. How are we feeling? I feel fantastic. I really like this show a lot. Okay, so before we even get to this week's episode, though, there's something we need to talk about that we missed last week. Yeah, we missed it. Well, I don't know that we missed it. it. We missed it. It was, okay, like... When they do like tongue in cheek, like Easter eggs, mm-hmm. they're usually a lot less subtle. Yeah. Or, or, this... And this one, it wasn't even subtle. It just kind of was, it was there. Yeah, it was there. Okay. So, what we are referring to is when uh, Bucky and Sam went to uh, Isaiah Bradley's house, they met his little nephew. And it, or his grandson. Yeah, he's the one that answered the door. He's the one who answered the door, and he just said, literally, his only line the entire show was, there's no one here by that name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, homie answered the door. Homie we, answered the door, and he's like, you don't need to be here. And we oh, missed it. And we only caught that Isaiah Bradley was the first African-American super soldier, but the ramifications within that are such a big deal because the... The kid who went to the door, his grandson, is Elijah Bradley, who is now known in modern Marvel comics as Patriot, which is a, obviously, like, a, he's a young Avenger. And, they yeah, and been, he, isn't he, like, a version of Captain America, right? Yeah, he's like he, a young version of Captain America. You know, and we, I just think that after this, you and I are going to read uh, Young Avengers because- I we, think we should. We are getting, you know, for a team that's, like, six characters deep, I think we're we're on number four or five. Yeah. Because we have Cassie Lang, right. Stature. Yep. We have already confirmed and filmed Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Right. Two. So she hasn't like appeared formally yet, but she's in it. Yeah. Um. Then we have uh, Cassie Lang, Stature, uh, Wiccan and Billy. That's four members that's already. Four. And so Wiccan and uh, Speed. Patriot would be five. Patriot would be five. I and feel like there's somebody we're missing still, too. Well, there's Hulkling. There's... Uh, well, there's young Iron Man, but he's not in it. Oh, maybe the one, one of the Vision's children. But no, wait, no, that's no. from a different aspect from yeah. comics. All right, well, yeah, that's whatever. off the top of the head. That's where we have. I didn't have notes on that, but we missed a major Easter egg, and that's important. Yeah, because they're definitely at some point going to go forward with the Young Avengers, 100%. Exactly, and so, yeah, we'll go over that, but 
you know, and it, that spins out of a lot of the other Marvel stuff we read anyways. We'll read the book, and then we'll talk about it. It'll yeah. be great. Look at that. It's just like one gigantic tie-in for <laughs> our shows together. Poor... poor Poor Marvel audiences, or poor like new listeners that want to come in and hear us talking about like Young Avengers, which really takes place in the ashes of Avengers Disassembled, and like that was episode seven of the podcast or whatever. So, poor guys. Cameron implores you to go back and I, listen to those. I episodes. do. I listen to all the episodes. We're like forty deep now, not quite, but hmm. I'm planning forty deep. Anyways, so um, we screwed up. Anyways, back to the ranch. That's a thing that happened, and I it we needed to we needed to mention it. So yeah, it's a big deal. It is, it is. Okay, so now getting into this week's episode, I feel the pacing. I don't even have any questions about the episode yet. How did you feel about the pacing of this episode? Because it was just hit after hit after hit. They were boom, we broke them out of prison. Boom, we're in Madripoor now. Boom, like now it started and it did not let up for the damn near an hour, and it was fantastic. Holy crap, man. How many times did you watch this episode? I only I watched it one and a half because I didn't get quite all the way through the second time. Yeah, I only watched it once. Like I, Well, I guess almost one and a half because I started it really late on Friday night and mm-hmm. I was like asleep and I had some beers. And so I was, I was <laughs> Cameron like... Cameron was a sleepy guy. I was a sleepy boy. And so I was watching it and I was like, I'm not even watching this. And then I restarted it last week or last Saturday week. afternoon. I guess it's Monday. I feel, you know what? I feel like you didn't, I feel like you missed it. Did you miss anything? Did you like oh, it? Oh, I'm What's sure I missed something. I really Tilly liked this. I was like, it, honestly, my weekend was just boom, boom, boom. I was always doing stuff. And now I'm like, I'm also on top of that preparing to do stuff because I'm recording twice today. I got stuff going on. So, so your weekend fit the pacing of the episode. Literally. Oh, same thing. And it was like, I just remember watching the episode, you know, trying to sit down, actually watch it for the second time. And then... But by the time they had broken him out of prison, I'm like, wait, what? They like, broke. They, Baron Zemo gets broken out of prison, <clears throat> and it's not. It's the way. I mean, that in of in and of itself is like that's how we get get him. Is it was amazing, and the way that they did it was Bucky. You know, like Sam saying like, "What did you do?" And then Bucky saying, "Well, hypothetically, what if this happened?" And it's showing you them break him out of prison. It was. Genius, man! It was so good. No, the show's so much fun. It is. It is. It's. It's funny too because now I think we we recognize the character differences within, like obviously uh, Sam and Bucky, and how they aren't like you. Know I mean, I feel like there's three different sides to Captain America that we are seeing through U.S. Agent or uh, New Cap, John Walker, and then Bucky, and then Sam. They, they are, I feel, all different aspects of Steve Rogers. Right. That kind of make up a complete like like what's John Walker's the face. Bucky is the is the man out of time, and then like Sam is the tradition and the legacy. And yeah. I feel like in previous episodes we've seen like the character differences, but in the new like the these last week I think we kind of saw how how I guess when they go into a fight, how they're different. And in this one, I think we we saw one of the most major ways that Bucky is not yeah, you know, or Bucky and Sam's like moral integrity differences. Yeah, Bucky was willing to take a huge risk breaking Zemo out of prison, where Sam wouldn't have even considered that, right? Like exactly, it's not even a thing. What do you think Steve would have done? Oh, man, I I feel like Bucky knows what that that was had what had to be done to figure out what was happening, and I think that Steve. It, at like old Steve, right? Like first, you know, phase Steve wouldn't have done it, but the later Steve that was, you know, after the Civil War and shit like that, he would have done it. 
I think he would have done it. I think so too because I'm like it was it had to be done. He, like that was you know. Yeah, the way the way like Steve works, I think is so. Oh my, I don't know. I and and you kind of see too how they lean into like the autonomy that the Avengers have as opposed to someone like John Walker has because. Mm-hmm. But even then now, like, I don't know, in this episode, I guess we can transition to the next point, which is John Walker saying, okay, we got to get this done. They just want it done. Do you think they care how we do it? How'd you feel about that? Well, how, how, like, how do you feel about them showing John Walker so he's such a, he's not Captain America. Like, yeah, when yeah. he goes in to raid the place and yeah. he starts cussing first, Captain America didn't cuss. Yeah. Like, I mean, he says, he's like, bullshit, that's bullshit. His number, like, number like, one line in the MCU is language. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude. And then he grabs a dude and throws him against the wall and he says, do you know who I am? Like, Captain America would have never done that. Yeah. So how do you feel that, that how, that, I mean, is it, are they overdoing it? Do you think it's like overdone? Like they're showing that he's such a stark difference. Not a stark difference. He's such, he's not ready to be Captain America. He's not ready. I think that, I think, you know, that was a necessary scene because obviously, and it's not, I feel like fans, from what I'm seeing on the internet or like backlash to what I'm seeing on the internet, Mm -hmm. fans don't like him. And I think that's the point. That's the point. They're doing it on purpose. Exactly. They're doing it on purpose. So he's not supposed to be likable. So, you know, I like that I'm seeing him this way and I like that, you know, it's the classic, you give someone a title and they get a power trip. And I think maybe this is who the guy has always been and it's just get the job done at all costs. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like, you know, how we're seeing in Suicide Squad, like Peacemaker, but not to the, sure. not to the extent that he is. Um, I think we're getting more of that side, but I, it makes me think for the, for the fans that have read the ultimates, I don't know if I ever gave that to you to read. It mm-hmm. was like the, it's the ultimate universe of Marvel, their take on the Avengers. There's like a whole scene, I think, in the second volume where Captain America, he's the the Ultimates Captain America is more like that. Or he's in your face. He he freaking gets in a gnarly fight with Ant Man and then he, he in the middle of some gnarly battle, he just look, points to his helmet and he says, Do you think this letter on the top of my helmet stands for France? Like he's <laughs> And I'm like, that's I I'm waiting for John Walker to say that. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is I mean, that was basically it. He was like, Do you know who I am? And the guy was like, Yeah, and I don't care. Yeah. It means nothing to me. Because it doesn't mean anything to Steve either. Yeah. A homie needs anger management classes, though. That's what I learned from John Walker's scene. I was like, Jesus, calm down, buddy boy. Do you? We didn't spend much time with him. Like, were you Great. glad? No, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't need him in that episode. I need more Zemo, Falcon, and Bucky time. Because it turned from a two-man, two like, movie show yeah. like to a three-man. And it was, I am all in, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you like it or did you think it was kind of corny with with Zemo joining the kind of like buddy system? I th- I don't I, d- I just don't know how I feel about how seamlessly he kind of came in and fit in. They were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna let you work with yeah, us. Come on, we in. don't trust you, but okay, let's take your private jet. And oh, all this it, stuff, you dude, know? He, but Sam was like, yo man, you're rich. He's like, yeah, I'm a baron. Like, what's you know I, the the way that they slid all that in? Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't forced. It was very sudden, but I I was all for it, dude. Like they just slipped it in. They got on his jet. I mean, he's basically like, he's like the Sokovian Batman, right? Yeah, and I'm so I'm so down for that because I think that Zemo, you know, he is he in the his title in the comics is Baron Zemo, yeah, Baron and the Zemo. way they the way they like leaned in that because in Civil War he wasn't Baron Zemo, he was Helmet Zemo, which is his, just his name. Yeah. And so they. 
they went into like they leaned into that and almost did some like course repair uh, by making him the Baron. Yes. And I was like so down. And then they made the we mask call that work. Retconning. Yeah, it was a yes. it was a good retcon. You know, very seamless. Yeah. And, you know, if it's a retcon at Wait, all. Did you just mention the mask? Yeah, and the mask. The mask and the ja- his jacket. I like didn't his... think that jacket could work, and it worked. Oh, it, the jacket was great, dude. I and he was wearing that before the mask Ooh, yeah. but when he put the mask on i was like oh just for the it, we, he only put it on for one scene he's like i'm gonna put this mask on and blow up that gas tank fuck yeah oh it was so cool like two callers that the mcu has been able to make work like translate the vulture and zemo's collar which is like those should not work <laughs> they, and they, work. they yeah. made it work it's one of the things that you look at on paper right in a book and you're like they can't pull this like big furry collar off there's no way yeah. and Totally did. It Nailed beautiful. it. I love, I like, I really, and Zemo's my favorite villain. And so just to, I love the idea of the scene with Sam or the first thing that he says, like first dialogue we get from him when Bucky enters the rooms, he starts reciting words. Yeah. And he's like, that is still in you. Yeah. So I really, really liked that. Uh, you know what? And, and, and speaking of that whole thing, I liked that they went to Madripoor, 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 which is like Saigon or not Saigon. Um, uh, it's it's like a very Singapore. It's like Singapore, right? Yeah. And I liked that they used him as the Winter Soldier. Like that was his role to play when they went there. Was you're still activated? You're my Winter Soldier, and it was so cool. Mm-hmm. And Sam kept asking him, like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm good." But it's it, you could tell that it was still there. He just went right back into that role, man, of like just whooping ass. It was it was so unique to the way. Like, okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um. The person that they met, here's something I actually missed because I was, honestly, with this episode and with everything going on, like, I had a hard time keeping up with just typing and, like, paying attention oh, to what's yeah. happening on screen. It was a lot, and it, it was fast. And so, um, the woman that they met with, did she have a name? Uh, yes. They call, did they call her Viper by chance? No. Okay. It was Selby. Okay, Selby. Okay. I believe. Because, because... I looked up Madripoor because it is another fictitious continent, or country, I'm sorry. Right. In... MCU and it has ties to the X-Men lore. It does. And so does she because I looked this up as well. Great. But in the book she's a man. Okay. Well, they do that a lot. That's fine. You know, but she is in an X-Men book and she's she's a mutant. Oh wow. She can she she can basically hack computers with her mind whatever. Oh yada, awesome. Yada, yada. I actually thought <clears throat> for a minute I thought they were in wherever they were in Black Panther. When Black Panther, they're in the casino. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah, like yeah, the yeah. casino scene? I thought they were in the same city because it looks very familiar. Yeah. But you know me and you know my love for like all things neon and like Blade Runner. Yeah, it was like and Akira, you know, yeah. yeah. Akira, Blade Runner. I was like, yeah, dude. I don't know where they're at, but this place is fire. This episode is banging. And it was just click, click, click. It was great, man. Yeah. I was oh. waiting. I was waiting for Madam Hydra, who I think is still... Because that's who I thought that was when I looked. If you just go in the Marvel, like, and not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Marvel Comics, yeah. like Wik- Wiki, mm-hmm. it goes in and it's like Madripoor. Because I know I, I've heard of it. And yeah, right there's a whole mini series of the X Men based in Madripoor. And I'm like, I don't, I was like, I don't know what this is. And so then when I looked at the major ties, it has some ties to Wolverine there, but yeah. it also has ties to Madame Hydra. And I'm like, that's a really cool villain that I think we are going to see within the next, this next phase. Uh, and Madripoor, I I believe, is like in the X Men world. Like, isn't it a place where mutants can go and basically like be them, not be themselves, but yeah. it's you know, it's like a, you know, it's a place that criminals go and hang mm-hmm. out and hide. You know, there's High Town and Low Town, real. Yeah, <laughs> they were pretty straightforward with that one. Like, oh, High Town, Low Town, we're in Low Town. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Um, 
Which actually, okay, so that scene in Madripoor yeah. eventually leads us to the introduction of another character, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, man. How did you like her introduction? What an episode. What an episode. <laughs> Dude, she was like, to me, in that, she was like Black Widow times a thousand, right? Yeah. She was kicking ass. And she should have been. Like, she, you, you feel that she should have been kicking ass sooner yeah. As a character. I don't think it's a mystery that I think Marvel has not treated their female characters as well as they could have. Yeah. I think the only powerful one we have, you know, is Captain Marvel right now. And for those that want to rebuttal and say Black Widow, I'm going to say they killed her off. Yeah. So, yeah, they did. Like, you know, and, and we have that, but it, it's time for more powerful women. And like Sharon Carter is one, it, I think I said it last week, one of my favorite in the Captain America like realm because she, her and Steve like tag team missions together and like for S.H.I.E.L.D. and it is just always awesome. Dude, so. her, her, when she's outside of the container and she's watching, making sure, you know, she's covering. For oh, her, yeah, yeah. She straight up kills like... Dude, like 20 dudes. Yeah. And like not, you know, sometimes Marvel's very, um, with their violence, they're very like low key about it. Like, mm. you you know, people might die or they may, she was killing dudes. Like she was shooting them in the face. <laughs> it was, You're not wrong. dude, it was violent and I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it just showed her like gnarly qualifications and, oh man, she's just cool. Do you think, you know, she came in and she did her thing. She's almost like, hey, this is, I was already like doing what you guys are here to do. You guys are almost in, in my, in, you're in my way almost, right? Yeah. Do you think that's all we're going to get of her? Or No. I think, well, okay, so here. I mean, in this, in this, because it was kind of like she left, got in the car and she was like, oh man, tell, tell the her assistant or lady or whatever. She's like, we got a couple problems. Like, yeah. meaning all three of them, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I guess before we get into that, because there's a fan theory that's been spread around about her oh, and yeah, let's hear it. that relationship. But before we get into that, okay. I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about the justification of her being in Madripoor and her being on the run for as long as she has been? Because she became an enemy of state after the issues of civil yeah, war. Yeah, I know. I mean, she was helping Steve, and that's why she was right, an enemy of the state, and she got blipped. I don't know. I. I mean, it was fine. I didn't think about it too much before, and they exp they explained that. But like, really, like Bucky got pardoned, and everybody else is cool, but she still has to be on the run. I'm I'm okay with, with her being on the run, and mm -hmm. I'm okay with like you know, Sam saying we're gonna get you pardoned or whatever because it works that way. But like, it's almost like really like, yeah, she's she's still hiding out in Madripoor. Like she's still not welcome. You know, I don't know. Which leads into no, I. Yeah, I just asked because I, I don't know either, but which leads into one of my questions mm -hmm. and one of the fan theories. Obviously, she has kind of given herself, a, now she's she she has a level of power and she's a higher person. Yeah, who's she working for? The fan theory is that she is the power broker. Oh, shit. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I read that and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm into that because I, I don't know. I just want my characters to be good. And it, we could see like a similar arc with her and Black Goliath in Ant-Man where you find out he's the villain. Oh, shit. That's a good one. I'm not down for that. That Because it makes her, does it make her the villain? I think it. Or it, is she trying to get the super soldier serum so she can like get rid of it? Or... Ooh, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good one. That's the fan theory. I'm like, I don't know if I'm if I'm with it, but it would also like... Oh, dude, I mean, if you look back on that episode, it makes sense. She was 
like she was like the cl- the club she had in her house. She's like, I'm having some clients over, and it was like it was a fucking rave in her living room, dude. And, did you- and she's got all the artwork and shit. Like she's got Monet's and like, dude, mm-hmm. it's like it's gnarly. That I mean, if she is a power broker, now that thinking it, it was obvious. Like, yeah, yo, dude, she's she's got all these priceless artworks hanging in her hallway. Oh man, dang. Okay, that's a, it I'm gonna have to regroup. Everything. Yeah, it changes everything. Yeah, but yeah, I can see why you wouldn't like that because you love her and you don't want her to be the bad guy. Yeah, no, yeah, oh exactly. My gosh, I'm like talk about mistreating your characters. Now one of them's the main villain. Of the oh yeah, she's such a strong female lead, isn't she? Great, she's murking everybody. Oh, she's the villain, and you're gonna kill her too. I'm like what? I don't. No matter what, I don't think she's gonna be killed. No, no, no way, no way, no way. It's too. I don't know. She's too great. <laughs> she is. Um, yeah, so that's that's the one fan theory. I think there's still room. I think, you know, now, especially even after last week, you had your mind blown last week, or no, no, I had my bl- my mind blown last week when you were like, oh, I think it was Sharon, Sharon yeah. that texted yeah. Carly. I still think it's Sharon that yeah, texted Carly Right, now, because if it's the so. power broker. Yes, if it was the power broker, 100%. Okay, speaking of them and the, the Flag Smashers, how do you feel about them this episode? Uh, You really sympathize with was, her and them, the Carly, right, and especially the, her like Asian friend, and he's he's clearly doing the right, like he feels like he's doing the right thing for his cause, and then he s- sees her and he, they're talking about her being a teacher, and you're like, oh yeah, like they're they're doing this for a reason, and then she blows up the building, yeah, and he was like, there were people in there, and she's like, this is the only thing that they understand, and you realize, oh, she's crazy, but oh, him, homeboy, was like. You could tell that he still thinks he's doing it for the right reasons, and he's like, "Why did you kill those people?" Yeah, it's, and that's what makes a good villain. I think is that is that she believes in her principles so much that th- that's the extent that she's willing to fight for to demonstrate them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's because I was I was thinking about it when I was watching her because I thought you know again the two I guess major. Yeah, the two major villains. I even it, whoever Sharon ends up being, if mm-hmm. she's just Sharon, I'm stoked. If she's power broker, like I, I'm excited to see that play out. Sure. Um, the lack of time that we spent with our two main antagonists in the series was really interesting because it was just two blips that showed so much character. Um, so. Are you speaking of John Walker? Yeah, John Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, exactly. His one little I'm aggro yeah. cap, and then yep. the. With what's her face, uh, Carly. Car- Carly, the one moment, because there's a moment where you, you know, the audience knows she wants to be a teacher and she wants to live the simple life or whatever. Like she's in the pursuit of this, I guess, her idea of a holistic, you know, white picket fence lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We know, we all know, and especially when she blows up the building, that will never happen for her. No, you know, and so like it's you're, she's too far gone in this zone and you know what too i think that she knows it and he says something about her being a teacher still and she knows that that, i mean you could see it on her face yeah like that that sounds nice but that'll never happen it's good to see that we have like a villain that is now like sympathetic towards their goals because you know or i mean or We've got that before. When I just mean that when a when her like team members die, she hurts. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. it is not the same, and she is ruined or damaged by it. 
that is not what we we haven't seen that with Thanos. We obviously never saw that with Ultron, but like we haven't quite seen that side to a villain, which makes them so like a sympathetic character. Uh, well, uh, that was my that's what I thought was the strongest thing with Black Panther was mm. you know being able to I I I in that movie I liked the villain I liked Killmonger more than I liked you know to. Yeah. T'Challa, like yeah. I, I, I got it. I was like, okay, I, I understand what he's pissed for. Yeah. So I, th- you know, but anyways, yes. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. but you're right. Most of the villains have been like, you know, you don't sympathize with them. You're just like, oh, he's the villain. I hate him. Or even just Bad like Thanos. We we don't see yeah exactly. We don't, we see the villains a lot of the time having fun being evil. I don't think Carly quite has fun. She doesn't enjoy what she's doing. Right. You know what I mean? She just finds it necessary, which is the most compelling i don't know if at least for me at, at this stage in the mcu's like projection or like what's going on with their uh the the way that they need to take villains because it can't just be like a replication of the hero you yes know what i mean and that's what they have that has been their problem for the entire time of the few problems you know what i mean like, obviously we're still fans sure but, of course but when it comes to like that uh sh- seeing that you know what I mean? The, the way that they're taking it now with Carly, I'm like, ooh, that is just so interesting. And yeah, so, I mean, it's almost like you're they're tiptoeing the, vli- the line of you thinking, oh, well, maybe she's not the villain, right? Like, you you can, like you said, you can sympathize and you can see what she's doing it for. But, I mean, they did a good job of reeling it back in when she blew the building up. But yeah. I, I'm with it, man. I, I love it. It's a great show. Okay, last question, Jesse. How will we, well... Let's try hey, that again. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> Last question. What would you rate this episode out of five? This one was a five for me. Really? I loved it. From the opening scene to the Zemo stuff to can we talk about the end? Oh my gosh. Yes, I meant I meant I didn't before write down a question close it, for it. Before we close it out, let's talk about the end. Okay. Which is a perspective I didn't even consider, and it's so great. Bucky goes for a little walk. Yeah. I'm gonna take a walk. He's picking up the little pill things yeah. and Bang! Uh, there's you're back in Wakanda with. Uh, it wasn't. Um, what's the main? It's not Okoye. It's not Okoye. It's, it's just her. A member. No, I I I, oh, I looked. At, right. It's her. It, she's been in the movies before. She's Okoye's main general. She's like her captain, right? Like, her name is. The... I think her name's Io or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she, and she says to Bucky like, "Hey, Baron Zemo's like, he's mine. Like he's ours because he killed T'Chaka." Yeah. And yeah. You like, dang, dude. So that leads me to believe that we are going to get a cameo from a Wakandan, whether it's Okoye, Okoye or what was his like wife, girlfriend? Oh, Na- Nakia. Nakia or Shuri, for sure. I it's, sure hope so. I, I'm hoping it's Shuri. Me too. Because I feel that that would, if they're going to use Shuri um, going forward yeah. as either a Black Panther or or a main staple in that story, I think it has to be her. You know, they need to f- bring her back into the fold. If we're talking about familial legacy, yeah. the one whose father died makes the most sense. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, again, it, sh- it go- that, se- that scene goes to show how much thought they put into the, you know, the, the narrative. It's like, what are the ramifications universe-wide when Zemo is released from prison? Because... I didn't think, you know, you don't think about Wakanda when you think when you're thinking about like you know Falcon Winter Soldier. It's like no, th- those that all obviously all of the heroes have crossed over, but not the like not the characters within their solo movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, know? you think about it as far as you know him calling him the White Panther and then him making a 
callback of being the white wolf. Like you think of that and you're like, that's a great like Easter egg. But then it makes sense that she shows up to talk to Bucky because he was there. I mean, they were the ones that deprogrammed him, yeah. you know? So it makes sense that she would show up and be like, yo, Zemo's ours and you're going to help give him to us. I don't know, man. I'm that episode. Like I said, it was, for me, it was a five dude. Yeah, absolutely. From, it- from that beginning all the way through pedal to the metal to the end. And it ended on that with her coming out. Like, damn. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I feel like that's what an episode three middle of the series should be. Yeah. It blows my mind. We're already halfway through. We're halfway through. And that one was like, it wasn't slow. It wasn't weird. It was like, this is what we're doing. And like, it's so much fun. It is. It is. It's so good. So I'm glad. I'm glad you're down with it because I'm down with it too. Yeah, man. Like the bar scene. Yeah. The bar scene and then everything and then him talking to his then Sam like the uncomfortable of like Sam having to answer the phone and talk to his sister and he's like yo what you want you know what I mean and she's like what what the hell's wrong with you man oh man it was so so good okay when it comes to things I missed I totally missed that what him answering the phone with his sister yeah he answered the that's why they had to the the chick that they were meeting with yeah his phone's ringing and he's like oh sorry he goes turn it off she's like answer it on speaker and he's like all right and he's like trying to play it off, like you know what I mean. Yeah, and right. And he 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 is. He's playing it off. And then I she's, totally missed that. And then she says, she's like, Sam, what's wrong with you? And the lady goes, Who the hell is Sam? Kill him. And then Sharon snipes her in the face. That's okay. All I remember, all I remember happening, and this is you know, Sharon snipes her, dude. Bam. I was trying. To, I was also in the middle of a texting. Yeah, rampage. it's fine. You were drinking beer. You were texting with me. You were writing notes. <laughs> you were probably doing someone's schoolwork. I don't yeah, know. You're, that's Cameron's side hustle. He does, p- people pay him to do their homework. That's not true, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No, and also kidding. that B I got, no, it's unacceptable. <laughs> no, I, uh, I missed it, but you know, the pieces I put together in my head yeah, were just like, fine. okay, they got caught. Like, and then, then they're getting chased and I was like, cool, chasing, great. great yeah, well, I mean, it was a lot. It was just bam, 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 bam. Then that's why I loved it. Okay. But I, you should go watch it. I think I give it a four just because some of the, what? You weren't even paying attention. Okay, sorry. You can't be like, I wasn't paying attention. It's a four. Well, I, I missed one, two, one major scene. Otherwise, the, again, I think that, I think it's great, but I just thought the pacing was. Too fast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too fast. I'm like, I really just would have like, we got, and I, I'm not being dramatic. One minute of him in the room with Zemo, just like being Zemo being super menacing, and I'm like, I needed more than that. Yeah, I can, I, I agree with you there. Zemo was too, uh, he was in the buddy buddy fold too fast, and he wasn't like bad guy other than the, you know, him grabbing the gun and and shooting that dude. But and, and but even then, even then, him him grabbing the gun, shooting that guy, and it was almost like they didn't even, they weren't even like mad at him. Yeah, no, they're like, don't do that. They're like, they're like, you don't move and unless we like let we tell you. And then he puts on a freaking mask and is like murking me. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's okay. Still a five. It's yeah, <laughs> it it's not so bad. Much fun, dude. I also could use a little bit more action because what I'm like when you compare the levels of action we've had in the other two episodes to this one, it was like a step down. And I feel like thing. this was like the most action packed episode yet. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me the opening flying like pararescue sequence in the first episode was less action packed than this? No, that was a good solid 15 minutes, but the rest of that episode, there was no more action. Yeah, I know. But this was, was like the entire dude. They fought in the bar. Then they fought <laughs> in the, in the thing. And then Sharon was beating people up and then stuff was blowing up and then things and stuff and other stuff. <laughs> wow. 
that's hard to top. It is so hard to top. Um, but I don't know what they're gonna do next week. I'm, I'm like, you know, okay. So this episode, there's a lot of stuff in it, but like, I think the series wide pacing has been amazing. It has, and I'm glad that when you score something a five, I don't think it's a five, and when I think something's a five, that you disagree. I like that we yeah. have that balance. Yeah, I'm like it. It's still not bad. It's great content. A hundred percent. We're not saying that. I mean, yeah. this is still. I'm having I'm having a grand old time watching it. This is the series that I wanted, and it's what I'm getting. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then on that note too, last little tidbit. Yeah. Uh, we are probably you and I have talked, and we, the Loki trailer came out today. I know I didn't. I saw it this morning, but I didn't watch it. Well, there's two been two trailers so far. So there's, there's like the second trailer. There's like the sneak preview thing right, from right. the Disney in- investors meeting, mm-hmm. and that is getting me really, really excited. So I think the fans can anticipate to hear weekly episode reviews of that too. Oh, absolutely, and I'm glad because you didn't seem like you were all too excited about it at first. It's not the most exciting show I'm looking forward to. Like you know, She-Hulk just started production, mm-hmm. and because of that, I just bought a She-Hulk CGC. 7.5 because I'm just so excited. Look at you. I'm like, I want that book before everyone loves that character. You know what I mean? Good investment. And so it is, it is. And we're going to, I don't know, expect to see a video about that on the channel. Anyways, okay, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, I expect give it to hear, expect to hear our Loki uh, episodic content coming soon. Yeah, also feel free to submit us questions because I've not gotten a single question in the last two weeks. So. Oh yeah, we'll get questions. We'll get questions. Uh, you know what the thing is? It's it's way less complicated than WandaVision was. There were so right. many questions with WandaVision, and there sh- there should be uh, you know a fair amount of questions with this one. But I think the answers that people might be looking for are wanting us to hear. Or you can you know you can find the answers to them. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks, Jesse. We'll see you next week, and uh, happy trails. Bye. Bye.